0: The following presentation is a Barrett Sports Media production. Recognizing the unsung heroes of sports media. I'm stuck in this pit, working for less than slave wages, working on my day off. This is the producer's podcast with Brady Farkas. I'm the executive producer.
1: Oh, you're the executive producer.
0: And it starts now. Today I am honored to be joined by Declan Goff of Score North out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Score North as one of the more unique sports media concepts out there. It's it's pretty incredible. There is a radio component, but they're also Huge on YouTube. They're huge on Instagram as well. And Declan is a guy who's in charge of making sure all of that runs smoothly. They operate live podcasts. They operate fan interactive podcasts. They do live Minnesota Vikings post game reaction shows on social media channels. So it's pretty unique. It's pretty involved. And uh, it was pretty cool to hear Declan talk about it. So let's get to episode four. Declan, I think Score North is one of the most unique radio and media concepts out there, and I know it's been growing steadily over the last couple of years. From your vantage point, to someone in the room, what does it mean to be a producer at Score North?
1: <laughs> to be a producer at Score North, I, I think it's uh, making sure and organizing all of our all of our content in a way that is uh, engaging and and making sure that you know. Everyone knows that we exist in all types of platforms, whether that's on YouTube, on podcasting, on our social media channels. You know, uh, Phil Mackey uh, likes to dub himself the CEO of Vikings Twitter, um, and I'm the clickbait officer. So uh, I I like to put out some stuff out there sometimes, and and we kind of make fun of the more clickbaity things. I think sometimes there's a humongous, hilarious misconception uh, with people in media of what clickbait is, and, and we actually don't put a lot of links out. We don't actually put a lot of fake news out. We just put things out that are going to get people engaging on something. So uh, p- producing for Score is awesome. I, I love it. And uh, and I-, I think that's probably a, a, fun-, a fun little twist uh, on how I look at how I produce things here at Score.
0: Well, we're going to talk about the radio side of the business. We're going to talk about the YouTube side of the business. But talk to me a little bit about the social media side of the business, because from what Phil has told me, you are heavily involved or maybe it's solely on you to be the social media guy. So talk to me about how you go about putting together social media posts for different platforms, how often you post and what exactly uh, you're using to make these posts.
1: There's definitely a method to the madness, and yes, I, I orchestrate and coordinate uh, all of our social media postings to Facebook, to Twitter, to Instagram, to TikTok. And my 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 philosophy is pretty simple. Number one, on Facebook, um, we don't we don't use a lot of links. We we're, we're not we're not big on using links there because Facebook can kind of drive some things away. But on Twitter and whatnot, it's always good to start a conversation. I think that's what we try to do. We want we want to start a conversation and. I try to stagger things out throughout the day that I know people are going to click on, but also still have times during the day that when I'm actually posting our shows, people are expecting those posts to come around that mid afternoon time. Um, For my own sanity uh, standpoint, because I am running all the social media stand, uh, all the social media posts, I should say, we have a couple part timers um, and other coworkers here at Score North that help make some of those posts that take some of the burden off of me, and I, I coordinate the distribution still of those posts. But another thing that I always like to try to do is obviously, I'm not a big morning person, Brady. So uh, (laughs) morning radio, if there's ever a career with me in sports morning radio, uh, it's going to take a big adjustment in my life. But what I do right before I go to bed every night is I schedule two posts. So that way, when I wake up, there's two things that are automatically firing in the morning that I don't have to worry about half groggy grabbing my laptop. There's already two pieces or a couple pieces of content that'll be um, ready to go there. I, I actually I, I use Hey Orca is the uh, scheduling tool I mm. use for Facebook and Twitter. It, it's it's a solid program. Um, it doesn't do direct publishing to, to Instagram and TikTok, which can be a little bit of a pain. Uh, but in terms of getting things to Facebook and Twitter, which are two of our still main driving platforms, um, th- that's kind of the scheduling tool I like to use. And, and it works pretty well.
0: You know, It's interesting that you don't post a lot of links on sites, and what I mean is because when I was doing a bunch of producing, I was always like, hey, we had on uh, Drew Bledsoe today, and here's mm-hmm. what Drew said, click it and listen to the full 12-minute interview, and that was kind of that. You guys don't do a lot of that, so you do repurpose your content, but it's not always in link form, if I'm understanding correctly.
1: Correct. I, the other way we kind of look at it is is if we're going to post something to our feeds every day, people already know how to find us and also we're we're available on so many platforms that it's pretty difficult to not find us so we're available on apple and spotify we have our own designated app yes we're on youtube i would say that most of our listeners and even if you're a new listener you can still go to those platforms when people ask me still you know how do we how do i listen to you um, it's, it's usually, I tell them, well, whatever platform you're using to listen to podcasts, whether that's Apple or Spotify, we're on there. Um, but also our main driver is YouTube. So that YouTube audience that gets alerts that already is knowing that that content is coming out, it's a little redundant just to put out the links. So we, we still put out links on some social posts. There's definitely times to your point. Like if there's a big interview or, um, another thing that we like to do on, on our social page is that we call it winning in the moment. So if a big breaking news happens, like a big trade or a big signing, Um, We try to put an extra effort on getting something up as quick as possible because everyone's talking about it. Everyone is seeing and reacting to this, and it leads to heavy engagement, Um, and and that's a a big philosophy of what we try to do.
0: When you started in radio and I started in radio, I think producing was answer the phone calls, screen the calls, get the stats out to the on-air host. Now it is everything that you're talking about doing. How important or valuable would you say it is for a young producer to learn things like Photoshop or Canva or or any of these other tools that are graphic tools that you would use?
1: Yeah, you know, radio is always changing to your point. It's not just call screening anymore. It's not just firing the brakes. And in fact, uh, as you probably know, not all producers fire the brakes. Sometimes the hosts like to actually fire the brakes. So it transitions pretty well. Um, Yeah, I, I like to tell anyone who's getting into the business or prospective students who are in college or seeking a career is Uh, two things. Number one, be diverse in just about everything you can be, Uh, whether that's writing, whether that's graphic design, whether that's audio editing, video editing, be a Swiss army knife. You don't have to be excellent at all five of those things, but have the, have them in your tool bag, basically have them in your golf bag that there's gonna be a couple clubs that you're better with, but make sure you know how to swing them. Right. And, uh, and then another thing is finding something that that radio program is doing that no one else on the staff either has time to do or something that can elevate that piece of product. So a, a big thing when I got brought back in here um, about five years ago was we, we were starting to do audiograms more on Twitter, you know, those those little yeah. pictures with with the audio and, and the transcriptions that are on there, you know, bite-sized minute clips. And at the time, just scored and have the resources or the time to do that. So I kind of spearheaded that. And that was something that kind of opened up everyone else's eyes, upper management eyes, I should say, that like, oh, this guy's not just here to run the board, answer the phone calls, do the part-time radio work. He's also figuring out external ways to get our product out there. And I think those are the two most important things that prospective students should know about getting into the business.
0: So talk to me a little bit about scores methodology in terms of content. As I understand it, there is a Vikings podcast every single day. There's Mm -hmm. also wild podcasts and Timberwolves podcasts and twins talk, but how often are you guys coming out with audio content and uh, Vikings again every day, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. Vikings is seven days a week, 365 days. Now I will say there'll be about, Probably, I don't know, 10 to 15 days a year where we'll uh, we'll do a rewind episode. We'll repurpose something we have maybe done years ago or within the last year just to put a piece of content out there. But Vikings, we kind of look at it. It's the NFL, right? It's, it reigns supreme. It's number one. Everyone knows that. So how can we maximize the most popular team in town, the most popular sport, and how can we give them the most possible content all the time? Um, so that is a seven days a week program, Purple Daily. And then during the Vikings season itself is when we have Ventline on, where we bring fans on. We, we call it the most interactive show. Um, and all of Vikings land. Um, and then that's a, that's something that we really hold our hat on. But then also, yeah, we have Mackie and Judd, which is a, a more Minnesota sports all-encompassing. So we'll still talk Vikings on there, but also we'll talk, yeah, the Twins. We'll talk Wild. We'll talk Wolves. We'll talk Gophers. And then still also mixing in funny bits and funny things that we like to do. We like to do movie reviews when it's when it's slower in this time of the sports calendar year, right? We're in the middle of July. Baseball's really the only thing going on and some free agency and other sports are happening, but how can we also give them more content? So yeah, we we create content basically seven days a week, you know, Mackie and Judd's five days a week. Um, but we still like to bonus things out and stagger things out that it almost there's something going out seven days a week. So there's some piece of content even on the weekend. Um that's kind of a a big overarching way of how we distribute all of our stuff.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, AM 1500 is still the home of score North on the radio. It's ESPN radio all throughout the day. As I understand it outside of some play by play rights and things like that, maybe local sports, etc. but Mackie and Judd airs every day on the, AM 1500 for one hour. Am I right in that?
1: Correct. So we're ESPN radio affiliated 23 hours of the day with, yes, yeah, th- with, with, yes, yeah, some top of a uh, ESPN play by play. We had the rights to the Minnesota United here in MLS team. Uh, but then from five to 6 PM, what we do is we repurpose 50 minutes of our best content each day. Uh, so Mackie and Judd typically runs about forty five to fifty minutes a day. Uh, Purple daily about thirty to forty minutes per day, and then all of our auxiliary bonus shows that we'll do. Uh, yes, Judd's hockey show, which is a wild show, a new flagrant howls, the new Timberwolves show. Well, basically, I will compile fifty minutes in two separate chunks for the radio in the five to six p.m. because We still have some local inventory recos there. So yes, we are still on AM fifteen hundred, and because of AM fifteen hundred, that you know is what allow has allowed us because we had that reach before, um, to now stagger into this world of podcasting and on YouTube, uh, because it really opened the door to that. But yes, we still are on AM 1500. It's still a very vital uh, resource for us here.
0: So certainly a lot of editing work needed for you on a day-to-day basis here, trying to, to kind of get everything together. How extensive is the editing process to comb through all the shows, to pick out what's best. And then I got to imagine there's got to be some imaging that kind of leads the, uh, the listener into an easy transition of, okay, we're going from Mackie and Judd's best of now to Purple Daily's best of. How extensive is that process?
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty extensive. You know, um, yeah, I'm dealing with audio and video content uh, every day. So, luckily, um, I love me some Adobe Edition. It's my best <laughs> friend. Uh, yeah. I, I I would be absolutely lost without it. I've, I've yet to find any other audio system that works better uh, than Adobe Edition. So, it's a lot of that. And then during shows, what I typically do. Um, is I I timestamp a lot of things. So if I know we're transitioning from 20 minutes worth of Timberwolves talk and now we're going to talk Vikings, I will put in my notes or I'll look at my recorder that's recording on my Zoom H6 or wherever I, the timestamp is. If it's 22 minutes, I'll make a note that, hey, 22 minutes, this conversation starts. Because as someone who does also obviously listen to podcasts, there's nothing worse than when it's a brief bio or there's a bio of all these things that they can talk about And sometimes even it's not in chronological order. So uh, I like to give the listener, hey, if if you don't want to listen to this Wolves talk, which is okay, here's our Vikings talk. It starts at the 23 minute mark. You can hit it there. So there's a lot of audio editing there. And yeah, and also kind of track marks. Um, I do the same thing when I I know there's a good rant or something that's happening, (laughs) I'll make a mental note in my notepad of, hey, at the 25 minute mark, Mackie went on a great rant about Kirk Cousins. So then I can go back in, I can cut that clip for audio and visual purposes, um, you know, you're kind of as you know, Brady. It's, it's you're like an octopus. There's you yeah. got like eight different hands that are moving. You're looking at your levels. You're looking at the time. You're looking at your email. You're looking at the phone. Looking at Twitter for any breaking news. So you're always kind of moving.
0: I love the idea of Vikings Vent Line. It's a live, basically post game reaction show. Every you guys go live at halftime, also I think every game as well, talking about the game. So in football season, I think this is a really cool tool that a lot of stations and a lot of content creators could do their own version of what exactly, how fun has this made the job and kind of creating this community of score North?
1: It's incredible, man. I mean, it's, it's kind of been a, a second win for us. So Vikings vent line originated on the radio, of course. Um, and, and it was there for a long time, but as you know, uh, our phone system, at least we could only hold five to six people on hold. So every time a call dropped, obviously a new line would be picked up where, on Ventline, um, in our visuals platform, yeah, we can bring in a bunch of people. We can bring in more than one person at once. And it's been incredible. You know, at the NFL season, you're now, we're not working, you know, six days a week because we're obviously working on Sundays for the most part after a Vikings game. Um and you get all these mostly pissed off Vikings fans <laughs> who come on and want to talk about uh, the Vikings game and are we're a safe space for them, you know? So we're we're not going to rip them. Whether you feel one way about the game or about a player, uh, we're, we're not going to be a platform that also rips you for your take. And and that's that's our whole thing about being fan interactive. And uh, even during the off season, I I kind of host Bentline for the off mode where I bring on fans to talk about the season. So it, it's not even just a show that lives. Um, in, in during the NFL season it also lives outside of it and it's just been awesome to talk and learn all these Vikings fans and, and YouTube for us has been this kind of gateway that we figured out I always thought that there were just Vikings fans just in Minnesota and maybe just a handful sprinkling around the country I, I would say on a, on a normal day of, of a vikings vent line about 50 percent are out of state mm. uh they're in south carolina they're we've had people calling from europe for god's sakes mm. so like they're they're kind of global and that's what i think blew my mind about the process and to be honest and youtube was was a big reason for that uh but it is our most awesome show it, it, it's it's a it's a blast every every time and it's it's always uh, from a producer standpoint when i'm watching the game it's always kind of tough because if we win well, sometimes the Vent Line episode itself isn't going to be as hot. Like, It's not going to be as interactive. It's not going to be as people that are mad. But if they lose, and if the Vikings know how to lose in epic fashion, which they <laughs> typically do, it makes for a really great in-the-moment episode. So um, it, it's it's a blast. It's our favorite show, and we love doing it. Well,
0: will get you out of here on this. You're a young guy. I think you're under 30 years old still, and so we're a couple years apart. But uh, what do you know about producing now that you didn't know when you got into the business?
1: Ooh, uh, great question. Uh, I didn't know, I guess, uh, when I transitioned out of the doing a a daily radio show where I was on the air, uh, what that transition would look like. And to be honest, I, I feel like with the way podcasting and the way visual is kind of, uh, where video is kind of now dominating a little bit more with both. Um, it's just learning what would play on a four hour radio show and what would play on a 40 minute podcasting show. I think when I was going to school and stuff, everything was just so radio oriented and I, I had my brain on a clock and when you're producing on the radio, you know, you're always looking at the time, you're looking how much time's left, how much breaks are in this spot, you know, what time do we have to be up for the top of the hour for a sports update? You're basically doing like this mental gymnastics of of always learning and a four hour show goes by like that. Uh, because you're always looking at the next segment of the next thing. Uh, we're podcasting. I'm, I'm now kind of looking at, all right, so let's play today. What can play for tomorrow? Like what would be, should we save a topic that we wouldn't use today that would be a more 1A topic for tomorrow? So uh, it's always just, it's always changing, man. As you know, like this business is always, when you think it's going to go all the way to the left, it goes all the way to the right. It's a zigzaggy business. But um, but I, I think that's just something I, I didn't envision myself being in this spot when I was first out of school about eight, nine years ago. But now it's been it's been a lot of fun and I'm I'm enjoying this ride.
0: His job is involved. There's really no other way to say it. I think that's my biggest takeaway. If you are a young producer, if you are a new producer, you have to be prepared that your job is going to be more involved than it would have been a decade ago. And Declan talks about going above and beyond and separating himself when he started putting together those audiograms a handful of years ago, and now it's turned into him running the the, the station's entire digital channel. It was a very enlightening conversation about how Score North works because, again, it is a uh, pretty remarkable concept. The Vikings vent line, I think, is something that is Recreatable by stations across the country, by personalities across the country, and uh, it takes a little extra work, but I think the payoff is certainly big for a fan base and for a listenership as well. Thanks, Declan Goff. That's it for Episode 4. We'll see you in Episode 5 of the Barrett Sports Media Producers Podcast. You don't want to believe it, but
1: maybe the show is over.
0: Thank you for listening to the Producers Podcast. To enjoy past and future episodes, check out iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, the iHeart app, and BarrettSportsMedia.com.